unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel, and a special guest today. David, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, Nathan? I'm fantastic, and I'm excited for today's topic because it's something that I'm trying to explore right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a report from the field, and you and me both. I mean, I've been wondering about this really for years, maybe maybe more than 10 years. I don't know. Um, for today's special report from the field, I literally met our guest in the field. Well, not too literally. It wasn't a field. It was a hotel room. Uh, <laughs> but it was at the Platinum Mastermind Group a few weeks ago. And his name is Ted Prodromo. And he's known as America's leading LinkedIn coach. And that would be good enough if Ted knew how you could get a job better on LinkedIn than anyone else knows. But I was extremely impressed that he also knew a lot more than that. He knows how copywriters and entrepreneurs can make large amounts of money directly from business they get from LinkedIn. He knows how to do that. And that's because he does it for himself every month. Ted's the author of The Ultimate LinkedIn Guide for Business, published by Entrepreneur Press. That's Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneur Press. It's going to be released in its third edition next March. I don't think we've had anyone on before, Nathan, who has a book in print that's coming out with its third edition. So that's pretty good. And I'm so delighted he's agreed to come to the Copywriters Podcast and share some of his secrets. So welcome, Ted. Thanks for having me. It was great meeting you last week, too. Oh, you're welcome. And it was. I agree. So before we get into the questions, let me share my one and only secret for this podcast. Copy is powerful and you're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Now, back to LinkedIn and back to Ted. Ted, after listening to you, I got the impression that you really see LinkedIn differently than most people see it. Could you share the highlights of what opportunities you see for freelance copywriters and for owners of small businesses small to medium businesses when they're on LinkedIn? Sure. I guess kind of goes back to years ago after the tech boom blew up, I became a certified coach and I didn't know how to market. So I started going to Dan Kennedy conferences, met Perry Marshall, met John Carlton. And over the years, I've taken all their courses and studied this. So I've been brainwashed to think like a direct marketer now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at anything without criticizing the ad or critiquing it or thinking, what are they trying to sell me in this this promotion? Like, Yeah, welcome to my world. Oh my gosh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you brainwashed me to the point that now I look at LinkedIn the same way. Okay, see, that's where 
you and I part, although I want to come over to where you are because I haven't freaking been able to figure that out. Obviously, you have. I mean, to me, it's like um, a super resume and recruiter job site. That's it. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. But I haven't been able to figure it out. So could you talk about what you see looking at LinkedIn as a direct marketer? Sure. So, yeah, when you first sign up for LinkedIn, they take you through the wizard. You basically are putting your resume together online. And they stick things in certain places of your profile. But what I've done is I look at it from a search engine optimization point of view. This is a giant database of almost 600 million business professionals. Wow, stop right there. That is, that is such a paradigm shift for me, and I'm sure for everyone listening, except maybe one or two people who are so freaking smart that they can anticipate what we're going to say before we say it. Um, that's brilliant. A, it, you look at it from an SEO perspective. Okay, I've never... You might have said that on Saturday, but I don't even remember you're saying that. So please, or Friday. So please go ahead. Yeah. So you go to LinkedIn, you go to Google, you have a problem, you're trying to find a person, like you need a new accountant. You saw you go to Google, you search for accountant, San Rafael, California, and they'll give the list. Same thing with LinkedIn. You go there and you type in keywords or job titles or skills you're looking for, and the whole list of people will show up. Okay. But I thought that you would only do that when you were looking to hire somebody. Not true, evidently. Well, the people, you know, I don't think a lot of people go to LinkedIn, look for a financial advisor, or they look for an accountant. But if you referred me to your accountant, the first place I would go is LinkedIn and check out their credibility. Okay. So it's okay. I, I, I get it. So Everyone talks about being Googled. People are also being LinkedIn, right? Yes, exactly. 83% of people will look at your LinkedIn profile before they have an appointment with you. Even if they didn't meet you on LinkedIn. Right. Wow, 83%. That's That's according to LinkedIn, too. So Okay. Well, that's that's like uh, the king of a foreign country saying, I totally deny that I had anything to do with the death of this person. But but still... um, Okay. I mean, even if we cut it in half, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, all right. So that's, that's how you look at it. That's great. Now let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, suppose a copywriter is looking to get more clients. I, I think I've heard of a situation like that before. I think I've been in it a hundred times. So <laughs> what are some simple actions a copywriter can take on LinkedIn to get more copywriting clients. Now, before you get into this, it's sort of like a bank shot and pool, right? I mean, it's it's not like you go up on LinkedIn and post an article that says, I'm looking for more clients, right? It's not quite that simple. Right. Well, some people do that. And obviously, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> right. <laughs> get that little desperation feeling there. <laughs> no, I, I blame this next one on Perry Marshall because I learned Google AdWords from him in 2003 or 2004. Perry's brilliant. And, yeah. and, and he, he, he thinks about as differently as anyone I've ever met. That's very yeah. cool. So what he teaches, you're not selling your product in a Google ad, you're selling the click. As he says, you want people to click on that ad, you're going to grab their attention. 
then they're going to go to a page and learn more about what they clicked on. Okay. So the same thing applies to LinkedIn. On the sidebar, there's a little column called People Also Viewed. And then your, your profile is showing up in little snippets all over LinkedIn. It's like every day, thousands of people actually see your profile. And you don't even know it. Oh, okay. Because they will tell you if people go to your profile directly to look at it. But there is this second track of that little film strip. I can use a 1960s word. <laughs> Love to do that. Uh, senior event. Um, uh, there, yeah, there's just this stream. There's this flow, all these little, little postage stamp images. Okay. Got it's it. like the old Google ads used to be in the right column. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my goal is to get people's attention over there so they click on my profile. And what happens then is they come to your profile and you do that through the headline, your professional headline, they call it. Okay. And the professional headline is, is part of your profile. Okay. Right under your name, you hmm. get 120 characters. Mm -hmm. And what happens is by default, LinkedIn stuffs in your current job title there. So if you search for financial advisor, 99% of the results that'll come up will have job titles. Okay. Um, all right. Yes. In fact, um, you convinced a friend of mine to get on LinkedIn and I ended up writing her profile last night and I was looking at one of your slides and I saw exactly where that professional headline is. So got it. Okay. So it's the same as the title of your article or the copy you're writing. People sure. won't read the copy unless the headline grabs their attention. Makes sense. Okay. And LinkedIn used to tell us where the profile views came from till about a year ago. 40% of your profile views come from that little sidebar people also viewed. Interesting. And so your professional headline shows up. I mean, obviously it's an abbreviated version that they don't, they don't shrink it down to mouse type to like three point type. So they're, there are only a few things. There's what your, your picture and your professional headline. Is that about it? Yep. And that's going to grab their attention. Then they click over your profile. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world, pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in LA's famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. You said that most people, it defaults to what their job title is, but you kind of made it sound like you had a suggestion for doing something alternative. What should you be doing for that section of your, of your profile? So in like Perry Marshall's world and John Carlton, the USP is perfect for there if you get it down to 120 characters. So how do you help people or who are you looking to help and how do you help them or what's their biggest problem? Just put that right out there. Okay, awesome. I just wanted a little bit of clarification for that. You could say, are you a copywriter struggling to find new clients on LinkedIn? 
There you go. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, boy. That's... <laughs> hmm. I, I think I think you need you can only do one profile, but you ought to try that for a few weeks and see what happens. That's a that's good what idea. I do. I rotate mine every couple of weeks. Oh, do you? Yeah, that's one of my little secrets. I'll change my professional headline for a certain kind of position per, person I'm targeting, and then I'll go off and view a bunch of their profiles. Wow, <laughs> whoever who thought that you could you could turn LinkedIn into a series of lead generation ads, but you. You you ever thought that, and that's that's what you're telling us. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I, I get that. All right, let, let's keep going. So, um, so think about when you write copy. Mm-hmm. You got to have that killer headline that grabs their attention and like you know shakes them out of their chair. And what's next? They continue reading. So, in your LinkedIn profile, the next thing is your summary. And what people, the mistake people make there is they'll repeat their job experience there. Mm -hmm. Or they have somebody write it in third person. David grew Mm -hmm. up in San Francisco and he was a hippie and he did this and that. It's like, how did you know? (laughs) So they tell your story. But I like to continue the conversation. We start with the professional headline. Okay. So you say, are you a copywriter struggling to find new clients on LinkedIn? They tell you, for years, I've been trying to figure out how to get more clients using LinkedIn. I finally solved the problem. Okay, so so that's good. So just just the way you set up your profile is awesome. Now, let's say a business sells online courses. I mean, there are so many things businesses do, obviously. But I think selling online courses is something a lot of our listeners um, can relate to. I know Nathan can. I know I can. And I can think of at least a dozen subscribers who do this, probably hundreds. So um, what are some basic things a business like that can do to bring in more sales? A couple of years ago, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn, if you remember. Like two I years remember ago. that. I do. And about a year before that, LinkedIn started this big overhaul of their system. Because they did some surveys with people and I said, it was just too complicated. It was like people posting jobs, people putting their resumes. They had all these groups and they had LinkedIn answers. They had all this stuff going on. And it got so overwhelming, people just stopped coming to LinkedIn. So they like stripped it all down and they really streamlined LinkedIn and created a bunch of different applications. If you're in sales, you use Sales Navigator, which is a whole other tool outside of LinkedIn. But, but it's available inside LinkedIn, right? I you mean, can click to it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they've made it much easier to navigate around. So if you're a recruiter, there's a whole recruiter application you can register for and pay a monthly subscription to find more people for your company. Okay. Now, is this what happened before Microsoft bought it or after Microsoft? They started this about a year before Microsoft acquired them. And did anything change or did they have they continued to have these sort of silo, niche specific, niche niche specific? whatever. Um, yeah. They're making progress. I'll say that it's still, still messy, but okay. You know, when you figure it out and people like me that like to sit there and for hours, figure stuff, how it works. <laughs> I like to do this stuff. I'm sick. <laughs> uh, okay. No, nothing wrong with that. The rest of us need you. I mean, I'm, I, I guess I'm that way with copywriting. So we've all got our obsessions. Hopefully it's, not going to be too unhealthy. Um, so Jeff Weiner, the CEO, announced like three years ago, 
LinkedIn, they want them to become the largest publishing platform on the internet. Wow. And that's when they bought Pulse. There was an app where you could do news feeds of different news sources. So you got all your morning news in one place. So they brought that and integrated it into the website. So now you can post articles and videos on LinkedIn, which not only go on to LinkedIn, they're seen by Google now. And Bing. Really? Actually, yeah. Wow. So, so when, I, when I put up the promo for this podcast as a video in LinkedIn, it's going to be listed in Google. It can be listed. You, you know, good title, grab people's attention, search engine rankings, basically, you'll get from it. But when I do that on Facebook, I don't think the same thing happens. No, Facebook don't like push it out outside. So LinkedIn pushes it out to Google and it goes beyond your first level network. Even it goes to second and third level. Everybody that's on LinkedIn can potentially see your content now. Wow. That's like mind blowing. So if um, people can't, who sell courses online, can't figure out where to take it from there, you need to hire Nathan. Um, or me, uh, or Tad. Okay, so um, <laughs> we were talking about mistakes before uh, that people make. Uh, uh, do, do you have some other ones? Um, and I, I'd love to hear two kinds because I know they're really dumb mistakes. You know uh, that it might be funny to hear, but also there are things maybe that are reasonable that seem reasonable, but actually. Uh, the right thing to do where the most effective thing to do is counterintuitive. So, you know, have at it, please. Well, the biggest mistake is only 24% of people log into LinkedIn more than once a month. It's like if you're trying to lose weight and you go eat really healthy one day a week and exercise one day a month, you're not going to lose weight. <laughs> have you been reading my mail? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's really good. W only, they only log in once a week or once a month? Only 24% log in once a month or more, more than once a month. 76% hardly ever log in because they're not looking for a job. They think it's only a job site. They don't know all this great content is there. So, it's, so, so there's, there's great content on the consumer side and there's great marketing opportunities on the business side. Okay. Right. That, that's, a, that's a really good mistake. Um, do you have many others? Uh, people never post content or they're kind of lurk on LinkedIn. We all do that like Facebook or Instagram. We just look. We don't participate. Okay. They've added something recently. The hashtags they brought back to life on LinkedIn. So if you post content with hashtags and they have actually hashtag communities, which is a whole another subject, you can subscribe to content like leadership or copywriting. And any content that's posted on LinkedIn with that hashtag will show up in your newsfeed. Oh, wow. So you, you can customize your newsfeed based on hashtags. Yes. I, I, so they're making it really a good user experience. You can see what you want in that newsfeed. Okay which we have that um, debate now is that if you filter too much your content, you only get one perspective in life. <laughs> well, oh yeah, uh, that, that's very true. And um, this, this, I mean, I don't know how you can filter your content to, to your own preferences on Facebook, but it's, it's sounding like you can do exactly that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like They've done a great job of building a platform. They've got, what did you say, 600 million people on it? 
yeah. business people and they've probably done the world's worst job at marketing themselves and explaining these features, much less the benefits of them. Would you say that's true? They are just horrible at explaining the opportunities here, which is great for me because I love to figure this out, but 99% of people don't do what I do. And, and, that's, and that's why you have this book, The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business. So, yeah, I like to just test things. I, I've always like taken things apart and put them back together when I was a little kid. And I've always just liked doing that. So I'm doing that with LinkedIn and with Google. And I'm always testing things. So David, you mentioned, and Ted, you kind of talked about this. Um, most people only le- logging in when they're looking for a job. Why is it that people have that conception? And why is that conception wrong? Because that's kind of the conception that I always had. I have a LinkedIn profile but I don't really log into it because I'm usually not looking for a job. And like David was saying, uh, freelancers, I'm, I'm not thinking of LinkedIn as the best place to find freelance work either because people, don't, people might say, oh, I need somebody who can work a desk job. I don't want a desk job. So I think LinkedIn's not the place for me to be um, networking at why am I? Why am I? And why are so many other people wrong about that? And why do we have that conception in the first place? So, if you're a freelancer or in business for yourself or any size business, if you're posting content on a regular basis, people perceive you as an expert. So, I share five to ten articles a day on LinkedIn, like from Inc. or Forbes or Entrepreneur Magazine. And then I'll have content that I've written. I actually took, I hired somebody to take my manuscripts and created 200 social media posts out of my content, excerpts from my books. It's like 20% of the content that goes out is that. And then 80% is just good, relevant, business-related content. I can see that Perry Marshall is taking control of your brain with the 80-20 principle. Please go ahead. (laughs) Yes. I told you I'm brainwashed by all you guys. Well, you you picked some really good brainwashers. You know, can we pick up on Nathan's question in our next session? Because we've run out of time, but fortunately, you've agreed to come back next week. Sure. Okay. Um, Nathan, let's let's wrap up and uh, let's sit on our hands and, and, and or bite our fingernails until next week when, when we can get Ted back here. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to let people know, check out the copywriterspodcast.com. And you can find more episodes of this podcast. And Ted, if people want to find you on LinkedIn or if people want to find you other places on the internet, where can people go to check out your work? You can go to yourlinkedincoach.com. Y-O-U-R, linkedincoach.com. All one word, no no hyphens. Hyphens really are passe, aren't they? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, I can't wait until next week when we get to continue this conversation. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Thank you. If you found this show valuable and you'd like to get it in the ears of other people, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes.